my day's just getting started, but yours has been going on. How's your day been so far? Oh, not too bad. Currently yeah. battling a bit of a flu at the moment. So it's been at home recovering. Oh, really? Okay, man. <laughs> yeah. Okay, all right. I'll try not to keep you too long then because... Uh... Oh, no, I'm good. No, oh, cool. Okay. Well, 2020, coming to a close. You satisfied with the year Star Crazy's had overall? Um, Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, coming out of the COVID lockdowns, like we haven't really been able to tour up until just recently. So this year was the first year we got to travel around Australia or the East Coast of Australia. We released... Um, yeah, uh, recorded a new EP, which should be coming out soon. We've had a few singles come out of that this year. Um, yeah, it's been exciting, been a busy year. Yeah, it's so crazy, been, really, because yeah. it barely got started before the world basically shut down. Oh, quite literally. I think we played our first show within a couple of weeks before the first lockdown. And then, yeah, so just stuck inside Sydney for about a year and a half before we could go anywhere else. But being out and about the last couple of uh, months, this uh, this this year as well, the release of the singles and so on, how, how's the reaction been? Have you found people have been coming coming your way? Oh, definitely. I think with each one has been, the uh, audience has sort of grown more and more. Uh, in fact, we've had our three singles come out this year. Most recent one being Hysterical, which has come out. And um, yeah, that's been played on on the radio all over the world. So Alice Cooper's radio station shared it. Classic Rock Magazine shared the video recently as a top one of the top ten songs of the week. So yeah, the um, reception's been great. Okay, easy. Yeah, a nice little bit of buzz around things at the moment, particularly with that level of coverage, particularly getting out worldwide because, of course, Australia's yeah. seen one thing, the world scene is another. Yeah. <laughs> the considering so 2019, you know, you kind of get started, you kind of. The idea is to get the train rolling and then everything stops. Did did that did your early drive, you know, the passion, the excitement and interest that you have to, had to push Star Crazy forward, did that take a hit considering we went into such a known? And admittedly, the early days, we didn't really know how long things were going to last, particularly country by country. But what was the early drive to keep pushing on? Um, well, all we could do was just write. We're a new band, so... Um... We can still rehearse together at the time, luckily. So we just got together and um, wrote and recorded our first EP, played for Suckers. We recorded um, around that time, maybe, oh, if I can remember correctly, about halfway through 2021. So I just sort of prepared towards that, or 2020 even. Um, and yeah, uh, anytime we were allowed to get out, we'd play a, like a Sydney show, usually to a seated, like half, even quarter capacity audience. And yeah. Just did what we could until we were allowed to do more. But, um, yeah, definitely kept busy. Just anything we could do to be productive, writing, and recording. Yeah, yeah, trying to make the best of the time, right? Do you think overall yeah. you, used, you used the time well, taking advantage of that stop effectively? Oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah, we just jumped straight into it. Uh, um, yeah, recorded our first EP very soon after starting the band. So everything was sort of fresh and new for us but those yeah. seated gigs Good. those seated gigs man uh we we in the <laughs> uk we briefly experimented with that yeah concept, but it fell apart so quickly within, I know, yeah. um how, how was that experience for you oh it was, it was awkward it was <laughs> they definitely yeah they enjoyed us but was, everyone was sort of seated in their audience sitting still no dancing or anything the song had finished there'd be a clap and then yeah. <laughs> Silence. Yeah. All right. Next. Next song. And then just go next one. 
no no like reciprocation of the the crowd reacting and then us reacting through that. It's a definitely a very still sort of audience. It's hard for us to feed off that in a way. But it's an ex yeah. let's hope that's a once in a lifetime experience that you'd be <laughs> able to look back on and go, wow, we did do that, you know. Um yeah. So we we are we're a few months away from the release of the new EP, Another Day, Another Squalor. Talk yes. to me about your vision for this specific record and what it looked like. Did you have a clear and defined plan when you started out? Um, yeah, no, it was definitely like a natural progression from our first one. Um, we pretty much started writing this one immediately after recording the first one. So some of these songs have been around almost as long as those have, but some we wrote a bit closer towards recording time. Um, definitely us going in a more sort of harder, heavier sort of direction than the first one, while still keeping the sort of glammy pop power pop sort of influence as well but um it's definitely yeah it's us showing different colors to the band and a new level of songwriting and production and everything i think it's just a good step up for us i'm excited for it to come out oh you feel it was a, a natural progression to where you started yeah. off experimentation and um dare i say still trying to find out exactly what star crazy is or, or are you very clear at what you want to do um yeah i think it's definitely a more sort of realized sound for us of the first EP we sort of wrote we were a very new band so it's still sort of experimenting a lot quite around then but over the past yeah a couple of years we've sort of honed in on our own sound and sort of grown a bit more in other directions and yeah <laughs> well, what what things can you think of um that may have helped shape what the record became be it events or situations for good or for ill yeah um I don't know. We've always sort of written um, together. It sort of came natural. I'm not sure any exact event that would inspire it. But, um, yeah. Do you feel like it just cut it? Do you feel as though it flowed quite naturally? Like there was yeah. no, there's no no specific event or thing that may have pushed it in a direction. But as a group of songwriters working together, did you notice a significant difference between how you worked together on this record compared to the first? Yeah, I think we're just more prepared, more experienced. Um, I think, yeah, coming to this uh, recording, uh, we had a bit more time to just sort of work on it. Because over the first one, we sort of worked to the very last minute in mm. the last day. Got it all done, sounded great, but this one, we gave ourselves an extra day. But also came in just being a lot more rehearsed, a lot tighter, and just more familiar with the songs as we went in do you think it would exist as it does do you think even having all that time and the what you've just described there the extra experience and stuff that do you think that would exist if the last few years hadn't happened if you had been forced <laughs> to be out on the road and touring australia yeah yeah it's hard to say i, mm -hmm. I think touring more than anything is what helps a band sort of find their feet and become a lot tighter and more locked in as a unit so it's something we didn't really get to experience a lot of with this band, unfortunately, up until recently. Yeah, it's such an important aspect. I mean, not just what you described, but as well, but the, you know, a little bit of money here and there. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, um, for you, what, what, what's been some of the more challenging aspects of putting this new EP together? You know, from what you describe, it sounds like it flowed and was very, very... An okay experience. Was there anything that was particularly challenging? Um, not sure. Um, it's been good. Definitely putting it together was no problems. I um, 
just getting out there like with we've released uh, a couple of singles up at each one is sort of getting in front of a decent audience which is sort of building up towards and it has been working in our favor definitely the more recent ones but um yeah the toughest ones just going in a state for the first time and sometimes traveling all that way spending a lot of money on petrol and that just to get there and play to a few people and i think a first time playing in some places are not, not always as exciting as they are but then we go back and the crowd gets bigger and bigger each time are you noticing Thanks. perhaps based out of um you know live shows coming back that the the, the significant hunger now for not just your music but music in general within the scene oh for sure yeah i think yeah i think the crowds have been a lot more hungry i've been not having any live music for a long time much like ourselves not being able to play for a long time we're all as soon as we could, we were just very excited to get out there and play as much as we could. Yeah, let's hope it sticks, because uh, it's a similar yeah. thing in the UK, where initially coming out of the, the closure of venues and things like that, the shows that may not have been as packed out were packed out, and you kind of fingers crossed that that sticks, and the apathy that sometimes slips yeah. doesn't come back. Yeah, for sure, yeah. Likewise, though, uh, on the other aspect of the EP recording process and the writing process and so on, what, what about some of the more enjoyable aspects that you found? Is there anything that jumps to mind that you thought you really, really found you enjoyed or maybe even you learnt about yourself? Um, I think just us getting together and like, we recorded up the coast from where we live in mm -hmm. Australia. So it's a nice little getaway for the four of us all staying in the same house. So it was a good little bonding experience and then in the the recording itself is um we got to experiment with a lot of different uh ideas and that our producer um mo mayhem who recorded both our first and second eps um is a guitarist himself so he brought like a whole arsenal of guitars and amps and that for me to play with oh cool but yeah it was, and he, he'd, he'd have it in his head like oh this song needs like one of these you pull out like a 12 string or or pull out like yeah this, this song needs a fender or this like needs a big chunky les paul sound so yeah, especially on the at least for me with the guitars, it's definitely a lot of uh, experimenting. Had a lot of fun with. And you were quite comfortable to take that advice and suggestions. Oh yeah, yeah. He's um, we definitely trust his ideas and opinions, and like likewise, he sort of connects with a lot of our influences as well, and understands what we're trying to work towards. He's yeah, really good collaborative effort working with him. Talking of which, then, sort of from an outside perspective, and I guess maybe someone that uh, may not um, be a bigger fan, say, of rock and held rock and stuff like that, your style of music is commonly associated with less serious themes and subjects. Yet that is not the case with this EP. Now, I have to ask you, where, how challenging is it for you to get the balance of what is good time retro rock in a nutshell? You can move and enjoy, but also have subjects that people can relate to. Yeah, um, I think a lot of our lyrics are written by Marcus, the singer. You know, he definitely tries to um, definitely um, work on a more fun, um, sorry, more fun style of music. We try not to be too serious with lyrics and that, you know. And yeah, other things he just writes just about his own personal experience or anything he just goes through or thinks about or not always about partying or whatever or having fun. But definitely, um, yeah. Yep. 
No, I completely understand. I asked that question because, you know, I'm doing some uh, research and listening to the uh, record this morning and getting an idea yeah. about reading some of the lyrical content. And it's such a fascinating juxtaposition between, as you, as I said, music that I almost want to get up and dance with at 7 a.m. here to, oh, wow, there's something <laughs> being spoken and said here. And that's incredible. It's an incredible balance to get. Um, I'd imagine when you yourself read some of the lyrical content, uh, you must have been quite like wowed by what you were reading. Oh, of course. Yeah, he definitely has a good, good uh, imaginative mind in him. <laughs> how yeah, about you got... yourself, though, specifically for yeah. what? You, how about you, what you specifically bring to the band? Where do your influences come from? My influences, um, definitely like grew up on a seventies hard rock and then eighties metal and that when I was a teenager. And big fan of all like um, even stuff like Jane's Addiction and Mother Love Bone, uh, Living Color stuff like that. As well as, yeah, definitely Eddie Van Halen, Ace Frehley, awesome. Joe Perry from Aerosmith and all that. Um, Johnny Ramone, definitely. Um, basically, yeah. basically our collection of the greatest guitarists in the world. Exactly. <laughs> I like them all. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, of course, Australia as well, like, is synonymous uh, with some of the biggest uh, hard rock bands in the entire world. Oh, for sure, yeah. But that also... Yeah. It's always proven to be a bit of a challenge that to get rock outside of Australia, it only seems to account for a handful of bands and or, and we're talking bands from decades ago as well. So yeah. for you, what's the biggest challenge you think you face or star crazy faces with getting your music beyond the borders of Australia? Um, Money. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, think, I think we'd all love to relocate to Europe or America or go on tour Especially even just touring around the country at the moment is just very difficult financially. Yep. Cost of cost of petrol, cost of traveling, everything is just skyrocketing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think yeah. A lot a lot of great Australian bands find success by going overseas. So it's definitely a dream for us to do. There's only so much we can milk out of the music scene in Australia. Yeah, because of course, eventually diminishing returns, you continue to return to the same cities and the same locations and stuff. It'll eventually have diminishing returns. But of course, long term, yeah. of course, the plan is further afield. It's not impossible, as you say, yeah. but it's a major aspect of it. So people, buy your records and buy your merch and help Star <laughs> Crazy get over to freaking Europe or America. Yeah, yeah. I would love to. <laughs> Alongside that, I mean, that's one aspect of being in a band. Yeah. Of course, there's a huge other aspect that's online these days, maybe even more important following COVID and the pandemic period uh, because yeah. of how it was used. Do you think you guys as a group have got a good handle on the requirements of what's needed to push yourself online? And I'm talking about the really boring and sometimes horrible crap of being on social media and having to open up your life, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we have a pretty healthy sort of social media presence. At least on the band one and that um yeah, that, yeah we post as much as we can I don't know. <laughs> do you enjoy it though oh anyways <laughs> the, the band stuff but we always keep busy the personal account i don't really post a lot besides my band but, but um i think you kind of need to keep as a um, band you need to sort of keep your presence active to keep people engaged and grow your audience more and more so it's kind of a necessary job unfortunately it's that, isn't it? It is a necessary evil, whether you like it or not. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
considering you talked as well about uh, the single releases and the reactions you've noticed to them and so on, are you the type of person who stats watches? Do you find yourself checking Spotify numbers, YouTube comments and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. It's hard not to. Like, um, it's not a bad thing. As I said, like with every release, it's sort of gotten bigger and bigger. And yeah, it's yeah, I definitely keep keep track of all that. Are you able Sorry. to can disconnect yourself from the the oh my god, this video hasn't currently done as well as the previous video has, or we haven't got as many comments or likes or shares on this one? Are you able to kind of balance that out in your head? Yeah, yeah. I don't really sleep over it or anything, but just something that interested in if no one watches it then whatever <laughs> yeah it's 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 one of those things i always worry and you know i talk to many many bands around the world and i think oh god that can become quite an obsessive stats watching can become such an obsessive scene particularly with ever-changing algorithms can punish uh, an yeah. artist or a band so quickly that um, it's always nice to hear that it's not something that you you pay attention it's something you pay attention to but it's not something you as you say lose sleep over yeah no, yeah <laughs> What are the plans then, aside from the build to the EP release, because we are talking March, so you have a few more months to push and push and push this. What other plans yeah. do you have in place for 2023 at the moment that you can talk about? Um, yeah, um, we're playing a show in January called uh, Glamfest. <laughs> <which is>, uh, <laughs> so uh, there's a bunch of like, international bands. I think the headliners is like Fast to Pussycat, Wednesday 13, Enough's Enough, a lot of those bands. So we got on the bill for that for Sydney. So that's an exciting one for us in January and um EP release in March with a like a East Coast tour around then after that um we're just constantly writing and working towards new material in between shows and that so we'll just keep playing keep writing maybe by the end of the year we might do another recording possibly a full-length album um yeah I just want to get out there as much as we can definitely want to tour a bit more Keep yes, it busy. That is literally what Keep we want. That's all we can all we can do. Yeah. yeah. All we haven't been able to do the whole time we've been a band. So now we're just enjoying it as much as we can. It's fantastic to hear. I'm really, really pleased that I said that you, you have such plans in place because you say for nothing for so long, particularly for a band that literally came to life or started in 2019. Um yeah. you, you, the, the, the trains roll and get going. Um, but what's a what's a realistic goal that you would like to achieve in 2023? Oh, realistic goal. I'd like to I'd like to get some more international supports. Possibly, if we could travel internationally, that'd be that'd be a good goal to have. Um, get on some festivals maybe in Australia. Uh, those are some sort of short-term goals, I guess. You know. That's exactly it, though, and Obviously. there's nothing to stop it, considering, as you say, live music is back in the festival scene, particularly the reset of the festival scene, because we had the same thing in the UK, where festivals yeah. were having a hangover of previously booked bands, so nobody yeah. was getting on the new bills. Now we hit 2023, it feels like things are open again. Yeah, yeah, for sure. More opportunities opening up. Yeah, as you know, in the UK, we got a ton of festivals as well, and plenty that yeah. start crazy would fit beautifully oh, i'd love to yeah <laughs> i always see those posters from the other side of the world and wish i could be there oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well finally odin um considering yeah. it's this time of year as you can tell by my backdrop as well it's christmas and i've got to ask you then what does for you what does a star crazy christmas look like Ah, <laughs> uh, good time <laughs> um yeah 
Christmas times when we have our break. So we're going up the coast, that, taking a break from gigging and that. But um, I think Marcus and myself will be doing like an acoustic gig uh, up the coast. Just, yeah, just a bit of fun. Lovely. <laughs> and, um, yeah, yeah, just doing a few covers and maybe some Star Crazy songs. And then, um, and yeah, other than that, just taking it easy until end of January. We've got that, you've got that festival to look forward to in January. The EP release yeah. in March, another date, another squalor. Um, it's uh, it's an excellent EP. I can't wait for people to hear it. And I hope to see, fingers crossed, 2023 blows up and then uh, you end up over our way sooner rather than it, you even you might think. Um, Odin, <laughs> thank you for taking the time to do this. I appreciate it. Thank you, Evanus. Thank you very much for watching. If you liked what you saw, please help us out by giving us a thumbs up and hitting that subscribe button. If you really liked what you saw, consider donating to keep the website and channel running by buying us a coffee via our coffee page or picking up some merch from our big cartel store. You can check us out on gbhbell.com as well as via our social media, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter, as well as listen to our interviews via SoundCloud, Apple Music and Spotify. Just search for GBHBL. Games, horror and heavy metal. What else is life for? <laughs>